When it comes to the plant-based eating debate, there's more to consider than just healthy or unhealthy. Of course, we want to eat things that make us feel good and generate energy to keep us going, but there's also a major environmental component that drives a lot of people to a plant-focused diet. But you don't have to give up some of your faves entirely. Impossible Foods makes meat from plants. They're solving the meat problem with more meat. By creating delicious meat from plants that's better for you and the planet, Impossible lets you enjoy some of your favorite meaty products with a plant-based twist. Ground beef, homestyle meatballs, sausage patties, all made from plants. And that's just a few of their delicious and versatile options. No more tension between craving meat but not wanting to eat so much of it or sacrificing your carnivorous faves for your health. Indulge in nutrient-packed, plant-based goodness and feel good doing it. Check out impossiblefoods.com to see how you can help solve the meat problem with more meat. That's I-M-P-O-S-S-I-B-L-E-F-O-O-D-S.com. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. What I love about Shopify is basically how no matter how big you want to grow, Shopify gives you everything you need to take control and take your business to the next level. I know we use Shopify here at Betches, and honestly, anyone with any kind of business could really benefit from Shopify. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout, 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklyn, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash betches, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash betches now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash betches. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to So Bad It's Good with Ryan Bailey, the podcast where we cover all the pop culture we love to hate, from the classic reality TV moments of the past and present to the latest Daily Mail headlines and everything in between. We'll dive into all the infamous and notorious messes you can't stop watching. I'm looking at you, Jax Taylor. I'm your host, Ryan Bailey. When the la-la hits the lyrics, just split ya Head so hard that your hat can't fit ya Either I'm with ya or against ya Format bitch ya Back through that maze I stitch ya Talking to the weapon victim Living with the game type Hit that flame right Spell my name right B-I-double-G-I-E Ice out, lights out Being season me up Getting hand for some shit, you know See, it's all about the cheddar Nobody do it better Going back to Cali Strictly for the weather Women and the weed Sticky green No seed, bitch, please Papa ain't soft Dead up in the hood Ain't no love lost, got me mixed up, you drunk the licks up 
mad cause I got my dick up And my balls licked forfeit, the game's mine I'ma spell my name one more time, check it It's the N-O-T-O-R-I-O-U-S You just lay down slow Recognize the real dawn when you see one Sipping on booze in the house of blues Sipping on booze in the house of blues I'm going, going back, back I'm in Miami, I'm going, going back, back I live out there, so don't go there. But that don't mean a nigga can't rest in the west. See some nice rest in the west. Make some nice sets in the west. Y'all niggas is the best, niggas I won't stop. Give it LA props. All I got is deep with those that violate me. I shall annihilate me. Case closed, two case good to close. Linens and things, I'll begin things. Keep the fuck flash. 2 episode of So Bad It's Good with Ryan Bailey. This is your pal Ryan and this is your Thursday episode. My good gracious, we are almost to the end of the week. Now we are, like I've said all week, we're in that weird time in between Christmas and New Year's where time really doesn't exist. We could literally do anything right now and it would be okay because a lot of people aren't doing anything. A lot of people are just laying on their lazy coal mine and asses and not doing a damn thing, but not over here at So Bad It's Good Headquarters. I've been working harder than I ever have and by that I mean just taking notes on reality shows and today we're doing something very special, something that that I've threatened to do for a second now, but we're finally starting our journey with the new season of, this is if I had a sound effects guy, put in the drum, Real Housewives of Miami season five. All right, on Peacock. Now, this is one of the best Housewives seasons and franchises out there right now. 
You might say, "Oh, Ryan, no, I don't have Peacock. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't recognize that as a Housewives franchise because it's not directly on Bravo." First off, how dare you? We are in this together. This is a Housewives franchise, so we must pay attention. We must get Peacock. And also, if you don't get Peacock, just listen to the recap. I'm going to go through pretty much every line of dialogue for the most part. And then what happens usually is they air the season and then they air it on Bravo. So you'll be able to see it at some point. It ain't no biggie. It's going to be fine. But I will say Bravo is smart as hell putting a show like this that is this good on Peacock to kind of get word of mouth going because I got to tell you, I am loving watching the show. It comes out on Thursdays, so tonight is Wednesday night. Tomorrow will be a brand new episode, so this is how it's going to work. We're going to do episode one today, episode two will hit you on Friday, and then we're going to start interspersing the episodes until we catch up over the next two weeks. But listen, you can listen to these at any time. You might not have seen Miami, like I said, or you might have watched it 10 billion times. This is just my take on Miami, and it's always fun to hear me try to do some of these accents. Uh, I want to just do a big disclaimer up top saying I'm truly not trying to offend anybody. Sometimes it'll take me years to actually perfect a voice. Like like my Lisa Rinna voice, which I think is kind of the preeminent Lisa Rinna imitation. It sounds exactly like her. Lisa Rinna. <laughs> I mean, you see, I mean, that just didn't come to me. That took years to develop. So please, uh, you know, give it time. It'll come to me. But until then, we'll stumble through together. Uh, what you just heard was Feel the Rush. Now, that is the theme song to Real Housewives of Miami. Da, 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 da. Da, da, da. What you might not know is that song is performed by Adriana de Mora, who is a cast member. She's only actually a friend of, but she feels like a full-time cast member. Remember Real Housewives of Miami? Uh, it has a long history. The first three seasons were on Bravo over a decade ago. And then they recently brought it back on Peacock last year. They rebooted it, and it was great. And this season has turned out to be even better. Of course, I mean, we're cheating a little bit because it's so good because we were watching a lady go through potentially one of the most painful moments uh, in her life with this Lenny boob doctor Hochstein cheating on her with a 25-year-old. And this is what I'm saying. Cameras were there, and nobody shied away from cameras. I want to I say thank you, Lisa Hochstein. Thank you for being brave enough to put your life out there on the screen for us. Because other franchises, I'm looking directly at you, Salt Lake City, are pussies. <laughs> also, that song is genius. Let me read you some of the lyrics as we get going here. The first verse it says, I've been around the world, seen so many places, chose Miami as my home. Paradise is here. I will whisper in your ear. Time to get in the zone. I mean, that's... You're like, is that Elton John? What is that? And then the chorus says, come feel the rush. I'll make you blush. Try me and get a taste a bit of Miami. Come feel the rush. I'll make you blush. Try me and taste Miami. Also, this if I had a Fuddruckers in Miami, this would also be the song. I mean, come, come feel the rush. I'll make you blush. Try me and taste Fuddruckers. Uh, and then it says, let's cruise down Ocean Drive. Oh, can you feel the Latin vibe? Percussion is playing while palm trees are swaying. Welcome to the 305. I love it. That's a lyric. I don't 
I mean, I like it, but that the lyric is, I love it. And then we repeat the chorus, as you often do in songs. Come feel the rush, I'll make you blush. Try me and get a taste, a bit of Miami. Come, blah, 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 blah. And then verse two is, living like Dolce Vita, I'll be your mamacita. Come with me and samba dance. Tem festa la na praia, Miami is on fire. I, I'm probably not saying that correctly. Avec moi, tu passes un bon temps, ou chérie. Cool. And then it's go back to the chorus. Come feel the rush. I'll make you blush. Try me and get a taste. A bit of Miami. Come feel the rush. I'll make you blush. Try me and taste. Fud Ruckers. And then the bridge is tonight. I'm going to make your dreams come true. Miami's the place where the world goes to. Now, then there's a rap verse that you guys haven't heard yet, but it says, oh, show me that fashion. Here we go. Lights, camera, action, baby. Take a pose. Love over love over money, lady. Got to get them crazy. Jump in my Mercedes. Take you where we take. You. I feel like Chet Hanks right now. Take you where want. Oh, and baby. Oh, yeah. Live in Miami up. Oh, yeah. Travel the world. What's up? Now, you know, you can't get enough. The lights, the glamorous baby. Can you handle this? And then we hit the chorus again. Come feel the rush. I'll make you blush. Try me and taste. I love it. Come feel. Okay. So anyways, all of a sudden you're like, holy shit. Is that, did the Emmys offer best song? Did, you know, did this win best song when it first came out a decade plus ago? Unfortunately, no, it did not win best song. It wasn't even nominated in the category. And that's how, you know, the Emmys are just, a, they're full of shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, Try, try to top that amazing race. But realize was in Miami on season five. Here's the cast of characters that we're dealing with. Just to, to give you a little taste, if you do not already know. I think you guys are all watching the show, but let's go through it. Uh, Alexia Echeverria. I, once again, I am so sorry if I mispronounce names. I'm from Kansas. Uh, Alexia has been on the show from the very beginning. Uh, she was a friend of for a moment because... One of her sons, Frankie, got into a very bad car accident, and Frankie is just a really darling, darling young man, and um, uh, he uh, deals with some physical and mental challenges from that car wreck, but he is just a sweet, seems like a, a big sweetheart, um, and Alexia has gotten remarried to a gentleman that we met last season and had a very intense scene with her other son because her other son let Frankie, the handicapped son, smoke weed with his friends. And it was a really intense scene if you guys saw that. Then, of course, we have Lisa Hochstein, uh, who has been married to Lenny Hochstein, the boob god, who does all the... I don't even... I, I gotta tell you, man, I don't think this guy has good does good work for boobs. That's just my opinion. I mean, listen... I'll, if you want to show if hey if anybody's listening that's got Lenny Hochstein boobs on them, please um, send us your pics. <laughs> so bad it's good with Ryan Bailey at gmail.com. We'll rate and review on the next episode. But Lisa has two kids with Lenny. On the original uh, first three seasons, she was talking about struggling about getting pregnant. That's when Leah Black was on the show. Leah Black is no longer on the show, but she does make a guest appearance this season. Uh, that's not a spoiler because it's in the preview. So Lisa is dealing with Lenny Hochstein falling in love with a 25-year-old woman. That is starting to play out on this season. And I got to tell you guys, it's like... Goose pimples everywhere. People hate when I say goose pimples instead of goosebumps, but seriously, goose pimples because it's so real. And you're like, you're like, this lady's life is falling apart because, listen, I'm not saying she married for money, but Lenny married a cocktail waitress from Vegas, which was Lisa Hochstein, and then, you know, a decade plus later, is trading her in for a new model. 
this guy, I'm sorry, you can, uh, I mean, like, I'm sure Lisa's not the best wife in the whole wide world, but this guy's trash. This guy's trash. This guy is kind of shows you exactly what men do when all they want is the flesh and they want the, I don't know, it's weird. Anyways, and then of call, and then of course, Marisol Patton and Marisol, I, Mar- I just, Marisol, we know her from the first seasons as well. And she is a friend of, even though, like I said, she's on every episode, but we love her for many reasons. She runs a PR company, but also her mom is Mama Elsa. And if you have not watched the first couple of seasons of Miami, I I just recommend you go back and do that, which you can do on Peacock. But Mama Elsa was just her mom, and she was just... Everything she had a very thick accent, and she she was you know like had very special passion. She could read people's energy. I read your energy. You're not a very good person, you know. <laughs> what a killer, Mama Elsa! But she had she had a, a botched plastic surgery, so her face was very interesting looking, but still like was a very beautiful woman, and you know her stories were just so great and she lit up the screen i mean truly lit up the screen so you kind of see marisol now this decade plus later since they had stopped filming you kind of see her she's kind of turning into her mom in certain ways or i mean listen and also marisol she likes her drinks she drinks a lot in this season so far it's kind of like her thing and she has one of those big sparkly Starbucks tumblers that she just seems like she pours vodka straight into it. So you got her. You got Adriana DeMora, who did the uh, song that I just broke down for you. And she was from the very beginning as well. Another friend of, which is ridiculous because she's on every episode. Now, she is on here as Julia Lemagova's friend. Julia is married to tennis star Martina Natarstilova. I know I butchered that last name. Um, Julia and Martina have been uh, married for a while. And Adriana is her kind of friend of and brought her into this group in a way. So first season, last season, there was also a flirtation between Adriana and Julia, even though in this season they're kind of just besties. And then you've got the one and only Larza Pippen. I've told you, I don't, listen, you've divorced Scotty Pippen. Like, give back the Pippin name. What is, what is your last, like, Larza Scarborough? Like, give, go back to your actual name. I feel like if you're divorcing somebody, you don't get to keep the last name. Like, that name is worth money. It's Scotty Pippin, the Chicago Bill Bull star, and Lars is keeping the last name. And I'm sorry, you guys might disagree with me on that, but I think it's kind of gross, especially when you're dating, like, Michael Jordan's son and all of that. But Larza grows on you. Larza does grow on you, just like her big posterior. Larza, of course, I've talked about before. She was friends with the Kardashians for a while. They have dumped her, it seems like, and do not hang out with her any longer. But I always think it's really funny because when the Kardashians were all getting the uh, BBLs. It's like Larsa saved her money up and got one. And now the Kardashians are like, time to dissolve our BBLs. And Larsa's like, I don't have the money to dissolve my BBL. And in the first episode, I mean, listen, you do, it's not r- right to make fun of women's bodies. And by the way, her body is ridiculous where tons of guys still want her. But it's like, she's in this blue spandex outfit and it's like, which uh, you guys can't see this if you're watching you unless you're watching YouTube, but it's like pear shaped. It's like, but it's like the hugest pear you've ever seen in your life. And then it goes back to her skinny legs. Um, but she's great. 
She was on the first season of the original Miami, uh, and and then she didn't come back for the other two seasons, unfortunately. But she was here last season, and she's here this season. And last season, a lot of her plot line revolved around she's on OnlyFans, and she makes a lot of money, supposedly, on OnlyFans. Um, then, of course, we have Gertie Abrera and uh, Gertie, where, Gertie, uh, I'm so bad at these names, Gertie, which is spelled G-U-E-R-D-Y. She is one of the top wedding planners, supposedly in the world, according to Vogue. And she is a new cast member, and she was supposed to plan Alexia's wedding, but multiple things uh, interfered with that wedding, one being on the day of that wedding, her Alexia's mother passed away, and it was just heartbreaking. Alexia has gone through some wild stuff, if you've heard uh, anything about her stories. Also, I want to talk really quickly before we get into the recap of episode one. Guys, there's this rumor going around that Trisha Paytas, the YouTube star, is joining Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. Guys, let's all use our brains. Let's do it. Let's just agree in 2023, we're going to stop believing everything that we read. No, Trisha Paytas is not going to be on Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. That'd be fun, right? It would be fun. But no, it's not happening. And you guys, come on, deep within your heart, whoever believed that, you knew. Come on. You knew that wasn't right. Don't. Just not. Could you imagine? It would be hysterical, but all of a sudden it would just completely change the dynamic in a weirder way than even Gina coming onto OC with a casita when everybody else was in mansions. So, Real Housewives of Miami, we are on this season. This is exclusively on Peacock, like I said. But don't worry, you don't need to have Peacock because I'm going to explain every damn bit to you. Now, I took the notes for these, so. Prepare to watch me try to read my own handwriting as I try to type like lightning. And then I just pause, write, then play, and then pause. It's so annoying, you guys. So this is Season 5, Episode 1, and it's called Not So New Beginnings. And that's a very clever title because New Beginnings, that's the first episode, so you're like a new beginning. But then later we find out Larza is having a party she calls a New Beginning Party. But it's not New Beginnings for everybody because these ladies, they love to cause trouble. Um, So we start off and we're getting kind of like clips from the entire season. So, like, Lisa is like, I don't know if my marriage is going to survive. And Alexia is like, is there anybody else involved? Is there, what's going on? Alexia is the friend that you want in any kind of panic situation. She's like, I mean, I feel like she is ready to go. Like, you're like, up. Just knock that person down, and she knocked that person down. And we see this scene where Lisa's like, "Yes, he's dating her right now," and all the girls are like, ah, ah, ah. "Like they're all freaking out." It's really just gripping. Immediately, it sucks you in. And then we hear the rewind noise, and it rewinds back, and we see the Chiron come up 2012. And I was like, "Holy shit!" I was alive in 2012, and I was trying to think back to 2012, and I was like, "Oh, 2012." And then we see Lisa going, "My husband's a top plastic." surgeon in this town and I'm his best creation which was like one of her taglines and Lenny Hochstein we see this picture this doofy dude and she goes everyone loves to underestimate everyone loves to underestimate me and I love to prove everyone wrong and then all of a sudden we see clips of like newspaper clippings on the screen that's saying like divorce another woman involved blah 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 and then we cut to 2021 and it says my husband built the perfect wife 
And I built the perfect life. And we see scenes of them smiling. And then we see this dinner between him and her. I believe this was a scene from last season where Lenny's like, ha, 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 And then we see Lisa. We hear Lisa go, in the blink of my eye, uh, the blink of an eye, my life changed. And then the screen is black and white. We have a black and white Lisa Hochstein. And she's wiping a tear away. And in a voiceover, Lisa's like, I'm losing my best friend. I'm losing my husband to another woman. And she's saying this to Marisol, who potentially is just drinking vodka out of a cup. Um, Then we go to another clip where Nicole, um, Nicole is another new cast member who is also married to, I think his name is Justin. And he is a, I've talked about Justin now a couple of times. I talked with, uh, I talked with the Bravo docket girls about him because He's a lawyer that seems insanely wealthy on the top of the Girardi thing. Like he has his own jet plane that he flies. I'm just like very, I'm very tentative to believe how much lawyers make anymore. Like I know they do good, but like this is another situation where I'm like, damn, how good does this lawyer, how, how much money could you potentially make as a lawyer? But anyways, this new character, Nicole, uh, she's hitting a pinata and they're like, that's Lenny. Hit him in the ass, Alexia says. And then we see this season on Real Housewives of Miami. And we see cars and boats and people dancing on boats. Clips of the whole season. We see fireworks. We see Cirque du Soleil poses. And then uh, we see Lisa go, a dog peed on my Birkin. A dog peed on my Birkin on the beach. By the way, all the housewives ladies, don't wear and bring your expensive stuff to the beach. If there's water or sand... Let's do a rule. I mean, poor the real house of Salt Lake City. Jen threw her that lady's fifteen hundred dollars shoes in the water. Fifteen hundred dollars shoes. If you have Birkins and all the like, listen, I won't even bring my old navy flip flops to the beach. Like, I realize it's dangerous. So I, I'm sorry, a dog peed on your Birkin. Don't bring it to a sandy beach where dogs are just running around and roaming. Um, we see Gertie say. Travel in style, darling. And then we see all these ladies going down a water slide. This is just clips from the season. We see Peacock's getting too close to Gertie, and she's like, oh, Peacock's. Um, And then Gertie's going, I want to put women on pillars. When they go lower, we go high. You know what I mean? And she's talking to Larza Pippen, and Larza goes, no. (laughs) Then we see Gertie fighting with Alexia, going, who? the fuck are you? Who the fuck are you? Then we see Adriana telling Alexia, you need to apologize for the slander. And um, then we see Julia um, saying, oh my God, something's going to give. It's, you know, it's, it's something has got to give in regards to her relationship with Martina. Then we see a scene of Nicole saying, should I bring out a little violin? And then we cut to Marisol pouring vodka into a sparkly cup with a funnel. There's like a little funnel for she's pouring vodka and the producer's like setting her up for a talking head. And she tells the producer, don't judge me. And he's like, of course not. Of, of course not. By the way, you know, like, I'm sure it's a producer's wet dream when these ladies want to drink around. You're like, yeah, booze it up. Let's do it. Um, then uh, Alexia's uh, son is like. Every girl I dated said the same thing, that you're a difficult mother. And Alexia goes, oh, your dad is perfect, okay? You know, and I'm the bad one, huh? Um, And then we see uh, Nicole's mom in a scene going, 
You have no filter. You're mean to me. And Nicole's like, I'm not mean. Then we see a scene with Gertie and her dude. And Gertie's like, what's wrong with me? And he's like, you shut down at night. Which I think, does that mean sex? And then we see Larza in a scene and saying, guess who called me a week ago and said you were making out with a man to Julia, the lesbian, making out with a man. And everybody's like, what? And Marisol is going, he took a photo of it. And then Martina, we see a scene to Julia going, I'm done. I'm done. Martina really has a gruff, she has a really angry exterior. I know she's a great competitor from tennis, but she does, like, she, Martina scares me sometimes. Um, and then Kiki, who is another girl on this show she's a friend of, um, we see her go, oh, we're fighting now. And then all of a sudden we see Leah Black pop out of nowhere talking to Lisa going, I know you want to make it work, but that's not going to happen. <laughs> and then we see Lisa going, you bring that girl anywhere near my kids. There's going to be a huge fucking problem. You understand me? Because she's on the phone with Lenny. And then we cut to a beautiful bleach, beautiful, a beautiful bleachy beach with blue water. And all of a sudden we see, we hear the taglines, don't feel the rush, Miami. And Alexia, Alexia's tagline is, in Miami, the sun brings the heat, but I bring the fire. And then Larza's is like, hate all you want, because if I were you, I'd hate me too. Larza's kind of like, she kind of speaks like kind of soft. Like, she's kind of sick, but she's like, oh, you think I'm a whore? Is that what you think? And then Gertie is like, the only thing that moves faster than my mouth is my ambition. I'd be like, my like my pee moves pretty quick. <laughs> and then Julia, uh, the lesbian that's uh, married to Martina, goes, when the chicks fly the cube, it's time for this mama bird to spread her wings. Because Julia is also a farmer and loves animals. I forgot to mention that. Lisa Huxing goes, you can try to take my castle. But you will never steal my crown that Lenny potentially bought with boob money. And then Dr. Nicole Martin, she's a doctor, you guys. She goes, I'm a pro at the rules of engagement, and I have the ring to prove it. Uh, season five, these friends of didn't get ta uh, taglines, Marisol, Adriana, and Kiki Barth. And that bums me out. So we're going to get 16 episodes in total of this. And I believe tomorrow we'll have the seventh episode air. You're going to get the first two recaps out of me this week. And you'll probably get two for the next couple of weeks and we'll catch up. But hopefully you enjoy this journey with me. And uh, let's go. Shots of water. We see Peacock original. We see boats and jet skis. There's fun music like dun, 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 like, like kind of a Latin vibe. Dun, 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 dun. And, my, and it's like Miami is the place. Place. Alexia says uh, she's getting her nails done. By the way, Alexia has a nail salon called Alexia and Frankie's, which is her son. And it's really nice. And she's getting her nails done. She's like, give me the usual for my nails. And Marisol comes in. Alexia is speaking Spanish and she's making fun of Marisol's shoes. And Marisol, Marisol's like, oh, my ugly orthopedic shoes. <laughs> and we see a picture of them up close in their Chanel, but they kind of do look like Frankenstein boots. And she goes, oh, these were a drunk purchase. I was really drunk in Palm Beach. And Alexia goes, I wouldn't let you buy those shoes, girl. No way. No, no, no. Then we cut to Julie. This is I love these housewives shows in the beginning because you get all these quick cuts in the beginning, like establishing all the players. So we cut to Julia and uh, Nicole and Adriana, and they're all gathered together in a kitchen, and they're all going to a tennis match. And uh, the Nicole and Julia are all in white. Adriana's in a really colorful getup. And um, Adriana goes, 
who's who's playing today? Who's playing at the tennis? And there's a big pause. And Julia goes, I have no idea. Oh, my God. And then we hear this song, Miami, hot, 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 hot. And it's like a song. Like, they almost want to be selling Sunset. They're like, Bravo is so close to putting full-on lyrics in all of their songs. But I think they just, they're, they've missed the boat. So now they kind of do this in-between thing where Miami, you can just tell. They really want to put lyrics in there, but they're just hesitant. We cut to Lars's new apartment. Her son, Preston, 19, is there. Her daughter, Sophia. And Lars is like, we have some ground rules. I'm walking... Um, I'm walking, uh, I need to know who's going to walk the dog, who's getting the afternoon shift. And Preston's like, I walked him four times yesterday. And Sophie goes, bullshit, I did it five times. And Larza goes, no, you walked him five minutes. And they're just all staring at each other. We cut to Lenny, this boob asshole, and he's in the backyard of his supposed $80 million mansion on Star Island. And he's talking to his son, and he's like, you got you got grimy shorts on and a tactical vest, and you got a green helmet. And Lisa goes, you both, I can't trust you to dress yourselves. And I'm like, well, Lisa, you're not going to have to worry about dressing Lenny too much longer. And uh, Lisa goes, even when I'm comfortable, I'm stylish, see? Then we cut to Alexia back to the nail salon, and Alexia asks, uh, do you want something to drink? And Marisol is like, yeah, vodka. And there's like a pause, and she goes, and uh, if you have a juice, you know, some juices. <laughs> and you know damn well she would have ended the sentence with vodka, but <laughs> I think it was like everybody was looking. She's like, well, maybe some juice. Some juice with the, the vodka would be good, yeah. Um, Alexia says, my employees don't usually see me drinking. And Marisol's like, it's supposed to be fun, Alexia. There's too many serious things going on. And Alexia says, I'm so happy that after Todd and I got married in December, everything is good. And Marisol says, I told you, you know, and uh, the drink gets brought out and she's like, that's a lot of ice. Like, she's disappointed. Like, I really wish you had done no ice and just saw vodka, splash of crayon. And she goes, um, Alexia goes, well, I'm happy that we did the marriage because like, and then we get three months earlier, the flashback of the wedding. And she lets us know that it had been such a difficult year. Uh, we see a flashback of one year earlier where Gertie was originally her wedding planner and she was giving her this like hundred question, hundred like questionnaire thing to plan her wedding. And Alexia, um, you know, uh, the day of the wedding posted earlier that, that she had lost her mom. And Alexia says, you know, we questioned everything that we were going to do, but you know, we wanted to do something good with the end of this year. We wanted to end it on a good note, which by the way, we're coming up to the end of our, our year. And I hope you guys are thinking about what you want to do to end the year on a good note. I'm sure it's leaving me a five-star review on Apple Podcasts on Spotify. Um, also, I do want to mention this real quick. If you do fall in love with Miami like I did, me and Medita Lopez have recapped the first two seasons of the old school Miami on the Patreon. So you can go to patreon.com forward slash so bad it's good. There's like, there's a lot of podcasts on there. So just type in Real Housewives of Miami and you should find them all in the tagline. So, um, Alexia says, the fact that we eloped was the right thing to do. You know, married life is great. We should have done this a long time ago. Uh, Marisol says, well, when my mom passed away, Mama Elsa, rest in peace. Uh, she's like, everything got better for me. She was, she was up there doing that. And Marisol said, everyone has a different struggle. I do love the thought of heaven where it's like, they're up there doing that for us. And in my 
literally my selfish brain. I'm like, if you get to heaven, like that's you time. That's not, let's go help everybody down on earth. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like help people now. If you're like, help me now, people like, don't wait till you get to heaven. Help me now. If you're in heaven, I'm going to assume you're just going to like take it easy and relax, catch up on your reading, watch your shows. Like, don't worry about me then worry about me now. Um, we cut to Julia, Adriana, and Nicole, and they're at the tennis match, and it's Naomi Osaka playing, and uh, Julia's like, follow the balls, and Adriana's like, it's sweaty, and the balls are, I love sweaty balls, Adriana says, and Julia says, out of all the tennis tournaments, Miami is my favorite one, and they knock on Martina's door, Julia's wife, and Martina is comment uh, like commentating like the tennis match, and they kiss, and Martina's like, "Don't mess up with your lipstick. Don't put too much lipstick on my lips." And Adriana says, "Martina, I like your shirt, meow." <laughs> and Martina says, "We bought it in Aspen. We bought it in Aspen." And Julia's like, don't talk to me about Aspen. Because Martina, I guess, is leaving to, to Aspen to get her ski days in. Like, this lady's got to be like 55, 60 plus years old and she's skiing. I couldn't ski to save my life with my knee. I'm like, what the hell is going on? Um, Julia lets us know that Martina and her have been empty nesters for 10 months now because their kids left. And, and Martina helped her raise her kids. We cut to one year earlier with Julia talking to her daughter going, you have to come back all the time. You promise me you'll come back, please. Um, Julia goes, usually that means we get to spend more time together. But Martina and I are traveling a lot separately. And then Martina's like, put the ladies away. Show less tits. No, no, less tits. You make Martina sound like an old Russian man. <laughs> Dude, I'm Martina Natalova. Put those titties away. Come on, let's do it. I'm Martina Natalova. Put those big old jugs away. <laughs> Sorry. We cut to Lars's beautiful new apartment. Uh, she's putting up a clock. Um, even though it's doubtful she can even tell time. And Lars is like, where do we put the art? Gertie comes in. Larza, this is the scene where I told you she's in all blue spandex. Yeah, let me just... I don't want to... I don't want to embellish, but let me just say this. She's got a huge, huge, hu I'm talking huge ass. Like, just a big old badonkadonk. Like, a big old butt. Like, a big old, just like a big old, like, there's like, there's like property value on there. Like, like people are, like, there's like a time change at some point, and the daylight savings time is factored into that ass. It's huge. Um... You know, like I said, even the Kardashians are like, you know what? This makes me think my BBL. Uh, Larsa goes, I looked at so many homes. And we get a flashback of her looking at homes. And he, this guy's like, this is a $10 billion house. I couldn't find a house I really loved. But when I walked into this penthouse, I felt like it was a mansion in the sky. I have a private elevator. I don't like to walk through the front. And there's five bedrooms in this house. She goes, it's a crazy journey for me. The homes I built with Scotty, Scotty Pippen. And we get a flashback to the first season when she was on Miami a long time ago. She's like, I was with him for 17 years. I really enjoyed those 17 years, but I paid for this with my own money. No money for my divorce. It's my first real investment. And it does shock me, like, because they've been divorced for a, or they've been not married for a long, or separated for a long time. This is her first real investment? That's wild to me. Um, so this is 4,000 square foot loft. The view is sick. It does seem like a, it does seem like a sick view, man. Sick view, Lars. All right. All right. Sick view, bro. 
Um, Larza goes, there's lots of athletes in the building, but I'm over it. I don't want another athlete. It's a 50th floor above Miami. And Gertie goes, the best representation, the best representation of Miami there is, is right here. I love this place. You need to throw a party, Larza. I know all the vendors out here. Uh, and Larza goes, I'm scared to ask you for anything. And Gertie goes, the thing is my work blends into my life. Like Alexia, she doesn't respond to go out to dinner with me unless it's convenient for her. And I don't like that because Gertie feels like Alexia uses her for her connections. We cut back to that nail salon and Alexia is like, the first person I reached out to her and she wasn't very nice, Gertie. She was not. And Marisol's like, what? <laughs> you know, because Marisol's on the sauce. She's drinking, you know, the vodka. In a talking head, Alexia is like, as soon as I secured the date, I called the first before I called. I called Gertie first before Todd even. I could hear in his voice she wasn't happy, you know. And then someone on her team sent me an email saying, hi, Alexia. Hope all is well. You know, attaches your vendor list for your last wedding date. We wanted you to have it for future events. So after that, we talked about the private party planning skills. Then we go back to Gertie. We're doing that back and forth thing that they like to do on Housewives shows. And Gertie's telling Larza, she started talking about the party for my dead brother and, you know, my 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 nieces because they were doing a charity event for uh, her brother who had died and her nieces. And she's comparing this to her bachelorette party as if it had any comparison. This is a fundraiser, you know. And it's just not even nice to ask me to do your party then. Then we cut back to Alexia and she's like, I was hurt and angry begging this woman to do my party. And Marisol's like, she was busy and booked. And back to Gertie going, I don't have the energy to stress over this bullshit. Like I'm booked, blocked and fucking busy to worry about that. And the first time I will see each other, the first time me and Alexia will see each other again is at your event, Larza. Because Larza is having the new beginning party. And Larza goes... But we will not be tolerating the bullshit. I'm not going to, you know, when we were in New York, I was so upset because she's talking about the Miami reunion, which was pretty intense. We cut to a reunion scene where Adriana um, is telling Larza going, your butt shape is so unnatural. It's not real. Your butt shape. It is not real. It's not real. Your butt shape is not real, Larza. And... Larza goes, Adriana, she's got her own internal issues, internal issues, which is overcoming her whole being. We cut to Adriana at the Miami Open, and uh, she's like, I want to, she's saying that she wants to extend an olive branch to Larza. And, you know, maybe she can do it at this New Beginnings party. And Nicole goes, hey, well, I'm going to be out of town. I can't even go to the party. And Adriana says, you have a great excuse. I mean, next thing I know, Laura, Larza is throwing more insults at me online. Uh, you know, because Larza is like getting into it with people online. And Julia is Adriana's like BFF. So Julia got in the mix on Instagram. And Julia is like, she called Adriana a grumpy old man. And, <laughs> and Julia goes, excuse me. Hello. Does she look like a man? Does she? And we cut to Larza going, well, someone said something about my situation, and I just don't have time for the hate. Julia responded on Instagram. Uh, she said, no one has time for that. And I responded, stay out of it, you weirdo. No one asked you. <laughs> we cut to Julia, and she says, really? I'm the weirdo? Put things in perspective. I'm a weirdo because of my farming or, or because of her selling her feet for $10 a pop. Frankly, her posts on IG, I see her boobs in my face every morning when I have my coffee. That'll wake you up. But uh, to be fair, Larza uh, does sell feed pics, and she does post a lot of risque photos uh, online. But, I, I mean, Julia, just don't look at it 
during your morning coffee. Uh, Julia and I talking and I goes, Larsa's Instagram is just a selfie of boobs. You know, her lips doing this and taking shots of her ass and they're posing in the talking head. It's pretty funny. And Adriana and I talking and I goes, people are so lonely dealing with prisoners. If you are lonely, my feet are here for you. Making fun of Larsa again. And Julia goes, I unfollowed her. And Adriana says, she blocked you. We cut to Larza back to her, and Larza's going, I unfollowed her. I have 5,000 first cousins, and I don't follow them because I know their lives are, like, very simple. And that is so fucking hurtful. Imagine being one of our cousins going, like, well, I do have a simple life. Do you ever do that on Instagram where you're like, yeah, I can see why they don't follow me. I get that. Like, <laughs> I always tell you guys that, too, with Bravo Labs or anybody, like, of note. I mean, we're all of note, but you don't want to say to anybody that's done anything in this industry. I'm always, like, waiting for the unfollow. I'm like, yeah, they're going to wise up any day. Like, they're going to see through me. It's a really, it's a really bad way to think about yourself. Um, today is a new day, Larza says it. Today is a new day, Larza says, and Gertie says, New beginning party is an olive branch. Take it or break it to new beginnings. Let's see what happens. But so far, this is such a great way to start the season, a new beginnings party. And it's really refreshing because we're kind of just getting our footing. We're seeing who's talking to who, what relationships. We're re-meeting the ladies. I really enjoyed this first episode. We cut to Marisol's house. Uh, Bentley pulls in and Lisa Hochstein gets out. She's still allowed to drive Lenny's Bentley. Uh, so this Bentley, the Bentley pulls in and it's always, you're just like, you realize for all these ladies and all these Housewives franchises, how much money rules everything. They're in the fanciest clothes, the fanciest cars. I mean, listen, we just went through all of Jen Shaw's inventory that the Southern District uh, collected. You know, it's just to keep up for these ladies. It's a really, it's a, a full-time job. To try to look as rich and taste, uh, it just it just seems like so much pressure, so much pressure, and for what? And that's why the Lisa storyline this season really just breaks your heart because you're like, oh my god, you know there truly is no loyalty, and you really can't trust anyone sometimes, and especially if you marry some. I mean, listen. Here's the deal. If you marry a boob doctor, it, there's not a good shot. Like, I just hate to break it to you. If you marry some anybody who works on boobs or vaginas, I just I hate to break it to you. It might not be on solid footing. I hope I'm not the first one to tell you that. But who knows? But it breaks your heart, kind of, you know? And I'm not, like, like I said, I'm not saying Lisa probably was the perfect wife in the world. Who is? But come on, man. Two kids? And you met this girl. I'm, I'm getting off on a tangent. Anyways. The Bentley pulls in, Lisa comes out, and Marisol, guess what? She's pouring more vodka. <laughs> and she's going, like, Marisol's like, it's Lisa. After all, I know my audience. And Marisol's like, I'm like, wait, what do you mean it's Lisa? You're the one that loves the vodka. We uh, cut to Mar Marisol in a talking head, and she's shaking up a jug of OJ, and she's smiling, and she's like, screwdriver! <laughs> Lisa comes in, and Lisa goes, I let myself in. And Marisol says, that's how people get shot in this town. And it's a throwaway line, but it's really fucking dark. <laughs> like, are you foreshadowing? Did somebody die this season because they enter without knocking? Uh, Kiki, the other cast member, uh, the friend of, comes in. And I gotta say, this is like, I'm not Mr. Fashion Plate, obviously. Look at me, I'm wearing like a... 
a shitty shirt and a shawl and a baseball cap. Haven't showered. Anyways, enough about me. But I think they all look really pretty and it all looks fancy. It looks like what Beverly Hills wishes it could be, kind of. And Kiki says, uh, Lisa, you look like a Barbie doll. And Lisa goes, go on, go on. Um, Lisa says, oh, my God, with our little girl, we're trying to move her into her big girl bed. And by the way, Lisa, don't worry about this. I'm 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 middle aged and I've still not fully moved into my big boy bed. You know, I'll I'll be there sometimes. And then I was like, no, when I go back to my little race car bed and then I, I can usually get a good night's sleep there. Uh, Marisol says, well, I used to be afraid of clowns murdering me. So I'd fall out of my bed in the middle of the night and I'd Picture a clown murdering me and scream every night. She might be having something like that in regards to Lisa's daughter. And I'm like, Marisol, let's get help. Let's let's talk to somebody. And by the way, your mom was Mama Elsa. Like, Mama Elsa seems like if she saw you screaming about a clown, she'd be like, God, oh, clown, take her. I don't want her. Take my daughter, please. Yes, do your business, weird clown. Please, go, go. And no wonder Marisol is driven to drink. <laughs> if I was fucking one of these ladies, I'd go on a cast trip and I'd get like a, I'd get like a life-size scary clown and I would just throw it at her in the middle of the night on her bed. <laughs> Sorry. Lisa says... Well, Logan had the same thing. That's her young son. And she's like, these kids are playing off each other and they wind each other up before bed. But don't you remember that? I have a sister and we're a couple years apart. But like we used to do that. Like, oh, my God, are you scared? Did you hear that? You can as kids, you have this kid common language where you can either get somebody excited or sad or happy. And everybody like all the kids will just jump in on it with you. Um, Kiki says, well, the only, you know, dry one should, uh, should, cause they're talking about having sex now. And Kiki's like, the only dry one that shouldn't be having any sex is me. You all should be having sex. And then Lisa, this is so dark in retrospect goes, well, as men get older, their testosterone level goes down. So I asked Lenny, is it me? Or is it you? And he and he goes, it's not you for sure. And, and I was like, oh, yeah, because I look great. You know, he's still he's still very attracted. We're still very attracted to each other. And then she goes, Lenny looks better than ever. He's working out. He has a trainer. He's eating good. I've never seen him eat this good in his life. Which, I mean, we all were watching that going, oh, no, holy shit. Like, even I was like, oh, even before I read, I was like, that's not good. That is not good. We we want Lenny to be a, you know, he's a piece of shit, but we want him to be a fat, out of shape piece of shit. So he's like not trying to get with anybody else. But this, it's like alarm, like, you know, Kiki's face is like, huh? Zoiks? You guys know how much I geek out about this company. I have talked about this company on the show now a couple times, and it bought, like, I'm so excited that they're a sponsor, uh, Masterclass. Masterclass is with us once again, and Masterclass is truly, I think, one of the best gifts you could give somebody, but also one of the best last minute gifts you could give somebody. I'm actually getting this. I cannot stress what a special product Masterclass is. These are classes taught by world-renowned people in their field. You can learn from the world's best artists, icons, and leaders anytime, anywhere, and at your own pace. So, say, you can learn from Chris Jenner. 
Yeah, the one and only Chris Jenner, who I talk about all the time. Chris Jenner teaches a class called On the Power of Personal Branding. And it is truly incredible, folks. I was talking about this when they showed it on the Kardashians this season. Um, but it is really, I'm going to get into it in a second, all the different classes she has within her uh, her masterclass. It is just truly awesome. But they also have over 180 classes from a range, uh, from a range of world-class instructors. You know, that thing you've always wanted to do, it's closer than you think. And Masterclass is truly here to help. My Masterclass experience, now I have about 10 classes in my queue right now. Uh, everyone from Steve Martin to Judd Apatow to Werner Herzog to Bob Iger, the head of Disney. I mean, you really have a front row seat. To, I mean, the Duffer brothers who did Stranger Things. You have so many amazing people. You have Doris Kearns Goodwin, who is one of my favorite, favorite uh political historian writers out there, she does a class on Masterclass. And it's, uh, so Chris Jenner, let me tell you, I'm taking that one right now. And within her lesson, within her class, there are 12 classes within that Masterclass. And there are titles like um, Keeping Up With The Kardashians, How It Started, Consider Your Target Audience, Social Media, Owning It, Come on, Lisa Reno, we love it. Uh, there's a class visual storytelling that Chris teaches. Uh, monetize your brand. I mean, listen, this hits me in the pop culture feels completely, but also this is somebody that really does know their stuff. I would give anything to learn from Chris Jenner, and I actually have a front row seat to do it through Masterclass. Um, so I'm going to actually probably be doing a Patreon on Masterclass because I think the Chris Jenner one especially is so cool to talk about because there's so many little nuggets within. And remember, Chloe even shows up and she gets interviewed at the end on a huge 45-minute interview at the very end of this Masterclass as well. Um, and you can stop and start at any time. Remember that. You don't have to do this all at once. You can stop and start. Like I said, there's so many lessons. And this thing, it's like... You're just given all of this knowledge and the freedom to poke around and learn from the greats. I mean, that really is one of the coolest gifts you could give someone. I really think this is the best gift. And like I said, last minute gift too, that you can sign up your friend, your family member, even yourself at a moment's notice. And you can start learning that day. Chris Jenner for me was a perfect place to start because it kind of focused on a lot of the things that I'm trying to do. It's like she teaches about finding and defining your personal brand, uh, like identify, target, and connect with your audience, which I'm trying to do on a daily basis, monetizing your brand through social media, which I try to do with the Instagram, uh, create a brand that's honest and successful, um, getting ahead with social media hacks, uh, delivering consistent content that viewers will love, um, and how to generate maximum likes, comments, and engagement. These are things that Kris Jenner thinks about. And you're, of course, obviously, right? They're the Kardashians. Um, and I think it's awesome because you're learning from someone that is a proven successful entrepreneur. Um, a lot of these things are antidotal. She's telling stories about her career. And i that's the thing that, like, as a pop culture historian, I love to hear that. I love to hear personal stories. Uh, this is the one I started with, and I think it's a perfect one. But like I said, I'm going next to Steve Martin's. And I'm so, you know, I'm a Steve Martin just geek. And let me just take you to his. This is how quick you can get to theirs. Um, you just go to your library. I have it in here. You type in the old uh, Steve Martin, and it pops right up. Steve Martin, of course, teaches comedy. And you, there's even a class guide you uh, you open up with supplemental materials for Steve Martin's comedy course. 
and there is 25 classes within his masterclass. I am geeking out just looking at all of these. He teaches story techniques, screenwriting case study, Roxanne. He uses the movie Roxanne, editing, uh, writing case study, meteor shower, which I don't even know what that means, but it sounds exciting. Steve's comedic inspirations. Listen, this is just, I mean, this is, I was so excited when I got them as a sponsor because I just wanted to do all of these classes. So it was like my dream. So I'm hoping some of you guys feel the same way because you really, really should. I highly recommend you check it out. This holiday, give the perfect gift of an annual Masterclass membership and get one free. Go to masterclass.com slash so bad today. That's masterclass.com slash so bad terms apply. Folks, summer is just around the corner, so it's time to say goodbye to those jackets and sweaters and hello to shorts and tees. Now, I wanted to update my wardrobe for the long haul without spending a fortune, and luckily, I found Quince. Now, I have a lineup of timeless pieces I want that will keep me looking fresh year after year. I got a pair of tan shorts. I got a pair of green shorts. I cannot wait to style these for summer. And I got to tell you, the quality is great because Quince has all the seasonal must-haves, like 100% European linen shirts from 30 performance polos, and versatile flow knit activewear. The best part? All Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman by partnering directly with top factories and passes that savings on to us. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. So you can feel good about what you're wearing on every level. So upgrade your wardrobe. Go to quince.com slash so bad for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash so bad to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash so bad. When it comes to the plant-based eating debate, there's more to consider than just healthy or unhealthy. Of course, we want to eat things that make us feel good and generate energy to keep us going. But there's also a major environmental component that drives a lot of people to a plant-focused diet. But you don't have to give up some of your faves entirely. Impossible Foods makes meat from plants. They're solving the meat problem with more meat. By creating delicious meat from plants that's better for you and the planet, Impossible lets you enjoy some of your favorite meaty products with a plant-based twist. Ground beef, homestyle meatballs, sausage patties, all made from plants. And that's just a few of their delicious and versatile options. No more tension between craving meat but not wanting to eat so much of it or sacrificing your carnivorous faves for your health. Indulge in nutrient-packed, plant-based goodness and feel good doing it. Check out impossiblefoods.com to see how you can help solve the meat problem with more meat. That's I-M-P-O-S-S-I-B-L-E-F-O-O-D-S.com. Tired of not being able to get a hold of anyone when you have questions about your credit card? With 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yeah, you heard that right. You can talk to a human on the Discover customer service team anytime. So, the next time you have a question about your credit card, call 1-800-DISCOVER to get the service you deserve. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped. Streaming June 4th, 
Only on Hulu. Zolowicz? It's like, it's like Scoopy and... Um, in a talking head, Lisa goes, I've never seen this side to Lenny before. I like, you know, it's like, I've, you know, I've been trying to get Lenny to do this for years. So I'm just so happy he's doing it. I'm like, girl, do not be happy. That is not the emotion you should be feeling. Um, we see a clip of two days earlier where Lenny is shirtless on camera and Lisa comes and goes, have you been working out? And he goes, oh, you've noticed. And it's kind of playful, but it's creepy because we know he's cheating on her. And, uh, Lisa goes, I want him to look good, but not too good. I'm like, who are you trying to look good for? It better be because for me, it has to be for me. And Marisol goes, I hope so. And that's Kiki's face is like, zoinks. In a talking head, Kiki says, one thing I know about working out is that the men who get stronger and get more physically fit, he's ready to boom, 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 boom. If you're not getting it somewhere else, uh, if you, and he goes, if you're not, he's going to get it somewhere else. Boom, boom, boom. Let's go back to your room so we can do it all night and I can make you feel right. Remember that song with a boom, boom, boom. Anywho, Lenny's getting physically physically fit so he can boom boom but not boom boom with lisa he wants a boom boom with that 25 year old and that's gross you should lose your like license to do boobs if you cheat on somebody <laughs> i'm just making up listen miami florida is a crazy place this could be a law if you're a boob guy and you cheat on your wife you shouldn't be able to work on boobs anymore that should be it you should only be able to work on uvulas that's it that's it anyways they all cheers and then they talk about Lars's new face and uh, Lisa says, uh, sorry, not new face, new place. <laughs> they talk about her new. <laughs> I wrote face. Sorry, guys. <laughs> They're talking about Lars's new place, but we will accept face. Um, Lisa says, I didn't know she was in Miami. I found out from her invite. And Lisa goes, everything changed since New York, which, of course, was the reunion. We get a shot, a shot of Larza at the reunion telling Lisa, you know, you're not backing me up. And Lisa's like, do you want me to fight someone? And Lisa goes, I reached out to her. She said the new beginnings, you know, party. I reached out if she needed help. And she said she didn't need any help. And then Lisa, and this is never good. She goes, anyways, I was recently on a well-known IG account. And if you live, like, it's one of those accounts where it's like, if you live here, it's this. If you live here, it's that. And she talked about Lars's new building. And it, she said it's where all the hookers and OnlyFans models and drug dealers and pimps live. And Kiki shakes her head like, uh-oh. And Kiki goes, phew. And Marisol in a talking head goes, Holy shit, she's going to get an ass beaten from Larza. No bueno. Like Mama Elsa is in heaven going, no, 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 no. Um, I mean, I know not to say. And listen, Lisa was saying this like it's like kind of funny and stuff. But also, I would like to make the argument for like OnlyFans people make a lot of money. So like they do live in good places. And the drugs and the pimps, that's not amazing. But like the hookers and OnlyFans, like those are like sometimes really classy men and women. So like, I mean, at least I'm not as rich as some OnlyFans people. Like, are you guys, would you guys be into that if I did that? Would you, would you, hey, sex Ryan Bailey after dark. What do you think? What do you say? I can move into Lars's apartment building. <laughs> like, do you guys, hey. Do you guys want to see my love handles? <laughs> so Lisa says, uh, oh, this is going to get used against me. And I'm like, no shit. You're on a housewife show, Lisa. And then uh, 
Marisol says, I was sitting here. I won't let it get used against you, okay? I won't let I won't let you get in trouble for this, you know? You were just repeating something you saw online. And Kiki says, it was just funny. It's just a funny moment. And Marisol says, you're just funny, Lisa. I like when friends just point blank lie to your face. You're like, it's going to be okay. And secretly they're like, you're fucked. You are completely fucked. We cut to fancy cars and mansions and we are, you know, we just all these beautiful shots. And I got to say, this series, the cinematographer, I'm not joking here. It looks beautiful. It really, really does. It looks beautiful. The The cameras are so much more sophisticated than it feels like on the Bravo series. The resolution, and I know I'm being a geek here, but it is so crisp and clear. And I'm sure that is the backdrop of Miami as well, but it's just really nice. We're at Nicole, Dr. Nicole's house. She's putting out clothes. The phone rings. It's Anthony, her lawyer slash fiance. He's like, hey, babe, I'm coming. And he comes in in his brand new Ferrari. And they're packing for St. Bart's because they're going to go away for a week without their son, Grayson. And she goes, as much as I love Grayson, I can't wait to reconnect with my husband, get drunk, have sex without kids. I'm very excited about this trip. Sadly, we don't get to see any of this trip because all of that, I'm like, I want to see you guys have drunk sex. That sounds great. Uh, Her husband, Anthony, though, the only downside besides being a lawyer is that he has one of those big, chunky beards. He's got like a big old chunky beard and he keeps it well-groomed. It's not sloppy, but it's definitely chunky. It's It's got volume. You know what I'm saying? It's got volume. And he's always one of those guys wearing a polo with the the collar flipped up. He's one of those guys that can pull that off. It's interesting. Uh, Grayson, the son, asked, Daddy, can I get in the Ferrari? Which is $400,000. He's like, no, but you can get in Ryan's Corolla. Uh, Anthony, uh, we find out from Nicole, has a man cave, but it's just all cars. And we see all of his cars and they put prices up. It's like $300,000, $350,000, $400,000. And this is when I was just doing basic math in my head. And I'm like, oh my God, we're over a million dollars. And that's when I, I I get scared because of housewife shows now i start i start having flashes of tom girardi in my head and i'm like oh anthony no please make sure this is real money please please uh anthony's like well let's go make pizza and then we can drive this car later and of course they have like a wood fire pizza fancy oven in their kitchen and nicole goes anthony won't let me drive anything just the aston martin and that's only because it's leased (laughs) she laughs I mean, Aston Martin, like, once again, I'm driving around in a dinged-up Corolla. You're getting a Aston Martin, and you're saying he won't let you drive anything but the Aston Martin? Like, the Aston Martin's some, like, shitty car. Well, the old shitty Aston Martin. They're making thin crust pizza, by the way. Anthony asks about the uh, engagement party because they just got engaged. And Nicole's like, well, I found this place. It's an old bank vault. And he goes, you know, babe, let's keep this party around $100,000 or under. I'd appreciate that. And this is when I just literally, I shit myself. I li- I was watching this I was like, 100, what? And she looks tentative like, oh, you, you're cheaping out on the party. And Nicole says in her talking head, if you would have asked me last year, I would have said, I don't care. I don't need to be married. And we get a flashback of last season where she's like, sometimes I feel getting married fucks things up with your partner. And then she goes, but what am I supposed to say when the love of my life life asked me to marry him? No, of course I'm going to say yes. Yes. Of course I'm going to say yes. And Anthony says, well, there's so much going on. When are we going to do it? And speaking of the wedding, what about your father? We haven't seen him in a minute. Is there any more interaction? And Nicole's like, no, no, not really. Basically just the status quo. We cut to last season where we see that scene with her father at the restaurant where her father was drunk. And he's like, I don't want to change. I don't want to change. And she's like, you're drinking very heavy, heavily, heavily. 
guys, I think I could possibly be having a stroke. It, my tongue, either that or my tongue is growing so big. <laughs> it's not meant to be a brag, but I'm just saying it, it's sometimes so big that it's hard to make the words come out of my we like to keep it professional at the end of the year. Hey, by the way, it's the end of the year. We can fuck around. We're good, you guys. Um, Nicole goes, I mean, obviously, I'm going to invite my dad, but I don't have to be the one who always makes an effort with my dad. It's got to be a two-way street. I agree with that. You can't be the always, you know, in, in relationships as you get older with your parents, you got to make sure it is a two-way street. I like I say that. And I'm like, Mom, do you love me? Daddy, do you love me? We cut to Larza and um, we see that they're setting up for a big party. One of the drinks, there's like a, a cocktail menu at the bar and we read that one of the drinks is called a Larza Rita. And that's where you just take money from Scotty Pippen's basketball <laughs> and a splash of vodka. One's called a Miami Magic. Um, and then we see a neon sign that says, let's party. Um, and they're setting up for Larza's party. Larza uh, and her friend go on the balcony and they meet some random douchebag that lives there. And he's like trying to flirt with them. He's like, hey, what are, you, what are your guys' names? He's like, my name's Ricky. Because they said, Larza's like, I'm Beyonce and this is Kelly Rollins. And he's like, oh, okay, I'm Ricky. And he's, she's like, no, my name's Larza. And, I, and he goes, you got, you ladies look fantastic. Which right away, I was like, wow, this is a very creepy building. We cut to Julia. She's in her uh, kitchen cutting up cucumbers. Um, she's doing it way better than Kendall Jenner. Remember that Kendall Jenner cutting the cucumber completely insane where you're like oh no kendall's never handled a knife or a cucumber before we see that julia has put cucumbers all over her face not just her eyes there's like an eight or ten cucumbers everywhere um adriana goes i brought dresses so i can dress according according to you we can dress and make an entrance together she brought a versace lime green dress and she goes selena gomez wore this to one of her her uh her premieres Julia is wearing something with fringe on the bottom, and I, w- if I was invited to Lars's, I'd wear my old navy best. We cut to a big mansion. It's Lisa. Uh, it's Lisa's mansion, and Lisa says it's a beautiful day to mind your own business. And a huge, she's in a huge closet with a ladder to get to the clothing and the shoes. I mean, it really is just a kingdom of riches this lady has. And we all know that it's going to go away. We meet Danny, her hairstylist, and he's like, what are we doing with our hair? And she's like, I'm in a weird mood. Why am I in this weird mood? I want to be me today. I don't feel me today. Which, by the way, I totally understand that. I have not felt myself for the last week. Honestly, just to be, I, I said this yesterday in the show. I'm starting to finally feel like myself again. But you have those weeks where you're like, I don't feel like me. I don't feel tethered. Um, so uh, he's like, oh, you want to look like quintessential Lisa. Then we see Gertie. Gertie calls uh, Lisa. And Lisa goes, I'm Debbie Downer today. I haven't seen Larza. We texted a little bit. It's unusual since we were so close, except before New York. Can we get another flashback of New York? Um, She's like, there's such a lack of communication and it really bothers me. Um, So the hairstylist is like, by the way, do you ever think about how much these glam and hairstylist people like all the bullshit they have to listen to someday some bravo should do a docu-series on just the glam squads like glam squad a new series by bravo and it's just literally them talking shit about getting housewives ready i'm telling you 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 by the way you're hearing that idea right now and you know it's gold and i swear to god the first person that steals it from me i will sue you off your coal mining ass i swear to god 
Anyways, um, we cut to Larza. She's in her new beginning dress. Somebody tells her that she looks like a goddess. And uh, Lars is like, oh, some girls are coming up now. I invited Gertie, Kiki, Marisol, Alexia. Uh, who else am I missing? Lisa. And that's it. They're all invited to my new beginnings. But in my home, it's good energy. We're not going to bring negativity into my home. So I didn't invite Adriana and Julia because she has an issue with them. And... <laughs> Larsa goes, Julia is a weirdo and Adriana is a wild card. So the fact that I invited them to my new beginning party says a lot about my character. I just didn't invite them to the intimate apartment meeting. Uh, she says to the girls, I don't want to come off petty, but it's just like my home is my sanctuary. <laughs> I'm never, I'm not one of those people in my home. You, like, I can literally, I've lived in my, I, I mean, I've not lived, but I've slept in my car before. I can, like, I can sleep on a floor. I can sleep. I'm so used to, like, bouncing around. Like, I've never, I don't think, been one of those people where I'm like, well, this is my sanctuary. I'm never going to be on Architectural Digest doing a home tour. You know, to be like, this is my Corolla. This is in the back here where I just keep a lot of trash. You'll see a lot of... Uh, fast food bags, and you'll, you know, you can see I've taken an interest in soda lately. Oh, by the way, you guys, remember January 1st, I'm giving up Diet Coke, so pray for me. We cut to Lisa Hochstein, and she says, I was having cocktails with Marisol and Kiki, and it was a fun time, and we were drinking a lot, and I brought up Larza and where she lives, and I brought up this roast account about her building, so I was repeating this joke, and one of the jokes was, if you live in her building, that's where prostitutes, drug dealers live, and I was wrong. It turns out I was wrong. She didn't say that's where they all live. She said only the OnlyFans models live there. So, guys, this was all a big mistake. So, hopefully, Larza doesn't find out before Lisa can tell her that it was a mistake. And the talking head, Lisa goes, sometimes I don't think before I speak. And I want to tell her before anyone opens their big fat mouth. We cut to Kiki going into Larza's. Uh, champagne is being poured. And Larza, uh, they're like, hey, can we lift the curtain? She's like, no, no, I don't want the harsh lighting. I don't want the harsh lighting. And Kiki goes, hey, normally I don't gossip, but a couple days ago we were getting together with Marisol and Lisa, and it was just weird because Lisa was talking and talking about shit about you and, like, how she had issues. And all of a sudden she was like, by the way, people who live here are OnlyFans people and hookers and drug dealers and pimps. <laughs> and Larsa goes, really? Lisa said that? And Kiki says, yeah, she heard it from someone else. And Larsa says, Larsa's kids are there, by the way. In a talking head, Larsa goes, really? The people I know in my building are all Harvard guys. They're all finance guys. I mean, yeah, they're hard. They're finance guys that finance the porn. But no, no, I'm joking. But it, it obviously was a mistake. And Larza immediately goes, goes, well, I also heard a lot of things about her, too. A friend of a friend of a friend told me something, but I don't want to say anything. I mean, hookers, I feel like that's her community. We cut to a 2011 lingerie party at Lisa's place. And she goes, that's who's at her party every weekend. Prostitutes. And Larza says, well, this is mine. It's not Lenny's place. She and her whack bitches. And Kiki goes, whackbitches.com. Whackbitches.com, folks. And Larza says, well, let me look at 2.5 million art. I'll be right back. The door rings. And Larza goes, I'm pulling out her hair if it's Lisa. But it's Gertie. And she brings in flowers. And Larza goes, I'm glad you're here. I need you for spiritual reasons. And 
Gertie's like, oh my God, you're killing it, girl. Look at this place. You're killing it. Alexia comes in with her friend Johnny. Everybody hugs, does that normal housewife hugging. You look beautiful. You look pretty, blah, blah, blah. Everybody's like, oh my God, the views are sick. Alexia in a talking head goes, I'm not feeling Gertie now, you know. She doesn't want to finish what she's starting in regards to her not doing her wedding. In a talking head, um, Gertie says, the reason why I'm not planning part two um you know, is that she compared my brother's charity event to a party at a Versace mansion. <laughs> By the way, this isn't Gertie's voice at all. <laughs> she, this is Alexia. She's compared... <laughs> she compared my brother's charity event to a party at a Versace mansion. And, you know, it's personal when I'm talking about my brother's. Alexia and I talking to her goes, I respect Lars's parties and no beginning party. So it's not a good idea to have the conversation I want to have with Gertie tonight. I want to have fun. Marisol comes in in all pink and she's like, wow, look at this bitch pad. Wow. And Marisol says, wow, beautiful. I love it. And Marisol, all of a sudden, uh, Lars goes, you were there when Lisa said about my apartment. You were there, right? To Marisol. And a talking head, Marisol's like, too many questions. Where is my drink? And then she says in the scene, I need a drink first. Come on, my tongue is bothering me. I've never heard that. Of, I, I need an alcoholic drink because my tongue is bothering me. And she goes, I can't think without my cocktail. That's the problem. You know, it's like, you know, it's like a vitamin that, you know, it feeds my brain and helps me think. Marisol is so much like her mom. Marisol is relating the stories about the hustlers and the OnlyFans, and she's like, ah, something like that. I don't know what she said. And Larsa says, who's a bigger hustler than Lenny, huh? Lisa now walks up to the door. She comes in, and Alexia sees that she's all in pink, and Alexia's like, okay, pink is the color of the night. And Larsa says, welcome to the hood. Ooh, you guys. And uh, she goes, isn't that what you said this building was? And... Lisa hands her a bottle of Dom Perignon, and Lisa goes, I didn't say that. This is beautiful. You look beautiful. And Lisa asks, do you have tequila? In a talking head, Lisa goes, someone let the cat out of the bag, and I think I knew know who it was. And there's a shot of Kiki. And Larsa says, you're kind of late, like you always are, to Lisa. And Marisol, Marisol says, I want to see the room I'm going to get kicked out of tonight. And Lisa says, am I invited on your house tour? And Lisa says, why did you say that about the hood, Larza? And Lisa goes, who told her? And Lisa goes, it was a joke, first of all. And Larza says, you know, it, it, you know, it's not funny. I looked online and it says that you rent out your house, Lisa, every weekend to pay your mortgage. And this, like immediately, Lisa's face, which is very pulled back in a lot of ways, but you can still tell it really hit her with an emotional punch. Like the face doesn't move at all, but you can just tell with the eyes where she's like, what did you say about the mortgage? What did you say about the mortgage? And Lisa goes, no, I have not. And Larza goes, you told me you have. And Lisa goes, that's a lie. That's how you want to start a new beginnings party? That's fucked up. And a talking head, she goes, first of all, I have no more mortgage. So that's that. There's no mortgage. I don't know where else she's getting her information from. And Larza says, well, everyone sends it to me. You rent out your backyard. And, uh... And then she also says she's in the process of suing Nikki Jam because of a party that wasn't paid for in her backyard. Marisol on a talking head goes, well, I know she does it all the time. People tell me it's 40,000 
$40,000 to rent the house. Listen, I'm not, I'm a thousandaire. You know what I'm saying? I'm not rich by any stretch of the imagination, but if you're going to pay $40,000 to rent my backyard, rent my fucking backyard. Please have at it. Go dig up holes and fuck those holes in my backyard. Please do whatever you want. I mean, like literally blow flames out of your ass. I don't care. If you're giving me 40 grand, my God, the world, the house is yours. Like, are you kidding me? I don't give a fuck if anybody has 10 mortgages. You're going to pay me $40,000 for my backyard? Please have at it. And Gertie goes, well, I know she's rented it too because I've seen it in music videos. It's no big deal. Do you, boo-boo? Also, I just love that Gertie's still watching music videos. And Lisa says, I'm good in the money department. That comment is fucked up. And Lisa says, your comment is fucked up. I paid for this myself. No, Scotty, my money. And Lisa says, Larza, it was a joke. And Larza says, well, this was a joke too. And Larza says, what you said is a joke. What I did is a joke too. And then Lisa just leaves. And she goes, the new beginnings party is a new shit party. I'm leaving. I came here and I immediately get fucking attacked. And Larza says, it's my home. I worked hard for this. And I want you to understand what you said. And Lisa says, I'm not going to get attacked. Bye. And she walks out the door. And Larza is just dead face, like no emotion. But I can't tell if that's just plastic surgery or there's truly no emotion. So we go to a new scene and Alexia is like, you're not leaving, Lisa. No. And Larza's like, that's on you. And Marisol says, I have to leave this. Uh, you know, I have to leave this glass. I don't want to take your crystal out because the party's up on the balcony um, at like the club room or whatever. We cut to Gertie, who's caught up with Lisa, and she's like, come on, this just came from a place of hurt from Larza. Don't worry about it. Marisol and Alexia uh, are there talking, and they're like, we snap, and we say shitty shit. Come on, it's, we're ladies, what do we do? And Larza says, we have to go upstairs. Everyone's going to leave. And Kiki says, well, let me explain something to you. Um, and Lisa goes, let me stop you right there. Okay, Kiki, I offered you a ride home. And Kiki goes, yes, you did, and I chose to accept it. And I told you, don't say anything to Larza. Did you or did you not tell me in that car ride that you were going to let me handle it? And Kiki goes, it doesn't matter what I said. And Lisa goes, your words have meaning. And Kiki says, you know what? If someone said something about my friend and I have to tell her if you have a problem with that, that's your problem. So this is, I, it really is shitty. It's shitty. Like, listen, I get the whole friendship thing, but like, listen, like she did say it in confidence, said, I'll let me tell her. And Kiki's like, sorry, I didn't mean it. Like Kiki's like, that's pretty shitty. It really is. And Lisa says, Kiki is out of her fucking mind. And so is Larza. Kiki found her fucking voice already. This is bullshit. We got to Adriana and Julia still coming in the car and they're like, how are you feeling? And Julia's like, I felt I left my feelings at home and she says, I think we're going to give this Larza this. We give her too much importance. You know, it's a mirror and it bounces back energy, whatever. That, that car ride is fun. And we cut to um, Gertie talking to Lisa on the 55th floor where the party is. And Gertie's like, let's talk right here. You're a bigger person, Lisa. And Lisa's like, I fucking rent my house to pay my mortgage. And Gertie's like, say, stop, stop saying that. Larza walks by and goes, you want to come in? And Larza says, how do you feel attacked? And Lisa goes, can I talk to you alone? I'm really irritated right now. And Larza goes, I'm a really good friend. And Lisa goes, what you just said was malicious lies. And Larza says, I feel like I'm late to my own party. And Lisa says, I came with the best intentions. And Kiki says, she's telling Alexia, she's like, you know, I did the right thing. That's my friend. I did the right thing. That's what you, and Alexia goes, yeah, you did the right thing. Yeah. I'm like, Alexia, what the hell? We cut to Larza saying, 
There's 5 billion things I can say about your life and your husband, but I don't talk about that stuff. In a talking head, Lisa says, this is the new beating party, not new beginning party, because I'm taking mental beatings from Larza. <laughs> Larza goes, I own my shit. You live with your husband. <laughs> Lisa says, I wasn't with my husband since I was 21 years old. I had to work hard. And Larza goes, I get it. Don't ever tell me I don't work hard, Lisa says. And Larza goes, you lean on Lenny all day and all night. And Lisa's face, livid still. But like I said, the Botox. But I can still tell it's livid behind the Botox. And Larza goes, I'll talk about Lenny all day and all night. This point, Julia and Adriana walk in. And Larza says, new beginnings. And Adriana brings her. She's like, this is a real live olive branch for you. And the producer goes, how long did it take you to find that olive branch? She's like, well, a couple of hours. I was calling everyone. These different florists, they don't have olive. And I was like, I need a real olive branch. I didn't know this was an actual thing, but I need one. Julia hugs her. And Larsa goes, you look great, Julia. In a talking head, Julia goes, when Adriana brings an olive branch, oh no, sorry, Larsa says, when Adriana brings an olive branch, it's like she wants to erase your memory, and it takes me a minute to forget all the blows you gave me, and it's like, where did you find an olive branch? I didn't know you could find, I mean, it's just the thought, like, it's, I just thought it was a thing you say, I did too, I thought an olive branch was just a saying, turns out, like, you know, (laughs) it turns out Adriana's bringing in like a 20-pound olive branch, Larsa says, You got to get over it, Lisa. You talked shit on me a week ago. How are you, my friend? And Lisa says, it it goes deeper than that. And you know that. New York. You and I stopped talking after New York and the reunion. We get another flashback of the reunion where Lars is saying, well, you don't even stick up for yourself, Lisa. And Lisa says, I'm sorry for the thing I said, but you need to apologize about about saying I have a mortgage. And Lars says... We're over it. Just go have a drink. And Lisa says, this is bullshit. And Larsa says, I'm sorry, please. Just don't talk about my accomplishment and get in my own place. And Lisa says, okay, well, don't talk about me needing to get a mortgage for my house by renting my house. That's crazy talk. I love how into mortgages we It's like Salt Lake City, we're talking about SEC filings. This, we're talking about mortgages. Like, I want to talk about IRAs and 30-year bonds. Don't you dare say I cashed in my IRA. Don't you talk about my 401k like that, damn it. Alexia in a talking head goes, she doesn't know she has a mortgage. It's not not a big deal. It's a fine thing. We cut to Lisa telling the girls, Larsa said I needed a mortgage to pay my house. Can you believe that? It's crazy. A mortgage. I bet dollars to donuts. Lisa doesn't even know what a mortgage is. They all cheers and do a shot to new beginnings. And Lisa goes, new beginnings to hell. We see the party in full effect. We see tarot readings, bartenders, and then all of a sudden, you guys, I shit you not, Jill Zarin walks in. Jill Zarin just walks from Housewives franchise to Housewives franchise looking for a home. And Jill Zarin's like, Lisa Hawkstein, you look 12, girl. And Lisa goes, Jill, you look like you're five. And I'm like, Lisa, you that's gross. You, you went too young. And um, some guy is hitting on Julia, who's, it's fun to watch guys hit on lesbians. And uh, he's like, I work in finance. And she goes, I'm middle coats. <laughs> we cut to Adriana and she's talking. She's like, hey, Larza, I really meant the olive branch. I apologize for New York. And I, I hope, I hope we can start over. And Larza says, what tonight's about new beginnings? And if I said, you know, if I said something hurtful to you, I didn't mean it. And it's all coming from a place of love. 
which is just bullshit. <laughs> she said mean things were definitely not coming from a place of love. In a talking head, Adriana says, well, deep inside, she's a fun girl, and I want to meet her all over again. We cut to Larza calling Adriana a man-eater. She's like, this one, this one's a man-eater, you guys. And all the guys there at the party look kind of douchey and old. Not Tom Girardi old, but just old, you know? It looks crusty. Kiki says, I forgot how amazing your boobs are to Adriana. And Gertie and uh, Lisa, they rub their boobs together. Do girls do this a lot at parties? Is that a common thing? I just, I haven't been out a lot since the pandemic, but even pre-pandemic, I don't remember a lot of boob rubbing. Um, it, but it seems like a common thing in Housewives where girls, like even on, on Salt Lake, Heather and Jen took their tops off and rubbed their boobs together together um we cut to gertie who's talking to alexia and she's like i told you i had a conflict with the date you know so it hurt on many levels talking about the 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 wedding party in a talking head gertie goes it's a perfect example of how alexia treats me she's dismissive she's entitled because alexia is kind of brushing off what uh, gertie is saying we cut to larza hugging the older dudes adriana is putting a rose in her cleavage larza says to julie I want to be best friend. I want to be a. I want to be a friend with you. We cut to Julia and a talking head goes. She. We cut to Julia and a talking head and Julia just says nothing and just smiles like, okay. Adriana says, "Do you regret uh, calling me a grumpy old man, Larza, and her a weirdo?" And Julia says, "Everyone deserves second chances, but we, you know, have little doubts and our guard is up." They give Larza the the flower from. Um, from Adriana's boob cleavage, which is a, a really nice sign. The olive branch and the cleavage boob rose. Um, Gertie asks, uh, well, where is Martina in Aspen? And they're like, she's skiing. And everybody's taking pictures. Kiki's posing. Lisa is talking to Alexia and Gertie. And... Um, and Lisa's still on this mortgage thing. And she's like, well, you know what? I'm more upset at Kiki. I didn't think she would be like this. Gertie in a talking head goes, girl, I get it. She told your secret. Am I, am I getting it right? And we get a flashback her to her, to Lisa telling the same damn thing four times over the last hour about this mortgage thing. I mean, where there is smoke, there is fire. fire. Gertie in a talking head goes, move on. There's nothing to see here, people. And Marisol um, is kind of tipsy. She's like, come on, you're not over it. Larza is. Come on. And Marisol says, she moved on. Relax. Move on. And Lisa says, I'm my own person. And Marisol says, I know it's a little feisty tonight. You know, uh, it can ruin everything. Don't let this ruin your friendship. There's more posing. They have one of those 360 degree cameras. Larza and Adriana are posing. Lisa's dancing with Marisol and they're spinning. And Marisol's like, you're going to make me throw up. Ah!" We cut to it's the next day. There's upbeat Latin music. Lisa is like, where is my cook, Logan, her little son? We're making borscht, Russian borscht for Lenny. And Logan's like, mommy, let me stir. Marina is there, Lenny's mom and Lisa's mother-in-law. And uh, we find out they're making traditional Russian dish that Marina taught Lisa how to make years ago that Lenny loves. And Lisa goes, I don't cook that often. And I'm like, no shit. And she's like, I'm not going to lie. I don't cook that often. And then she goes, Lenny and I, we've been cooking together. We did it all the time during COVID. And I'm like, it must have been horrible food uh, because it does not seem like Lenny is still enjoying the, um, the benefits of being at home. Lenny is playing lightsaber with Logan and Marina 
Uh, she says, Marina and I are getting along amazingly. I'm not so close with my family and I wish I was. So having this relationship is like having a second mom. And that's important to me because I don't have a lot of people to lean on. And Lenny goes, oh, we need some wine with the borscht. And then he's like, oh, man, don't tell me we're locked out of our wine cellar. Who like the, the wine cellar, by the way, is this huge glass encased room right off the living room in the kitchen. Like, why lock the wine cellar if it's right there? Like, what? When? Why make it clear glass if you're going to? Uh, anyways. And he's like, oh, we're going to have to break into the glass. And Lenny's hair, by the way, is wild. It's, you know, obviously a man who's going deeply bald and really trying to cover that up. So uh, to the 25 year old who supposedly is with Lenny right now, congrats. Um Lisa's like trying to get in there and he's like, Lisa, don't break it. And she's like, it's a wine emergency. Our wine is an opening. And Marina looks shocked. Um, and she goes, don't worry. I have a little stash of wine. And she goes over and it looks like more than a little, it looks like there's 10 bottles there. And Lisa's all of a sudden going, we need to do a Shabbat on Friday. And the mom likes the idea. And Lisa goes, Lenny, did you celebrate Shabbat every Friday growing up? And Lenny goes, no. And Lisa says, well, I need to get books on Jewish. I need to get books on Judaism. I want to go to, and then the little kid, Logan, he's like, I want to go to Jewish school, mommy, because I'm Jewish. Lisa Natagan Ed says, I'm willing to learn anything and do whatever it takes and create traditions so we can carry it on and their children can carry it on and so on and so forth, which is beautiful and amazing. And I totally think this is awesome. But I'm also wondering, like, why didn't you start this a long time ago and talk about this a long time ago before cameras? But regardless, that is like... That's like the ideal family, right? And Lenny it just sits down and uh, Lisa goes, I'm going to serve you like the king you are. And he goes, okay, I need salt and sour cream. And Lisa's like, there's a lot of salt in there, baby. You don't need any more salt. And he tastes and he goes, oh, needs way more salt. And Lisa says, I'm proud of you, little guy. You helped me make this meal. Lenny pours a shit ton of salt on there. And all of a sudden, Lenny is texting with someone. But he says it's about the wine. I immediately was like, is he texting that 25-year-old girl? But he supposedly he's texting about the, the wine thing that's locked. And he's like, okay, it looks like it could be fixed. And Lisa goes, you're always interrupting my conversations. And Lenny goes, it's fixed. And Lisa just gives him a cold stare. And Lisa says, isn't it important to learn these things? No one is listening to me. And Lenny's like, well, I have to tell Marcello it's working. And Lisa goes, I'll just focus on it myself. And he goes, I have to tell him it works. And there's an awkward silence. The mom's silent, Lisa's silent, Lenny's silence. It's really just awkward. And uh, he goes, uh, Lisa, I'm having a conversation right now. This is important. I've tried to have it. Oh, no, sorry. Lisa tells Lenny, I'm having a conversation right now. This is important. I've tried to have it three times tonight. And Lenny and Lisa just, just stare intensely at each other. Hate each other so much. And then all of a sudden, three weeks later, pops on the screen. And we get a flashback of Linny and Lisa blindsided by divorce. Linny has a new girlfriend. And we hear, like, he says, I'm not in love with you. And the kids need you and the kids need to find a new home. And then we cut to five weeks later. And um, we see Lisa going into the bedroom. And she's like, I don't understand why you're trying to get me out of this house. I'm still the mother of your children. And Lenny's on the bed, you know, like on his computers. And he's like, I know you're going to have to be told by the court to get out. Do you get that? I answered your simple question. Do you get that? And then he sees the camera. And he like, and it's chilling, you guys. It is chilling. I feel the rush. Nah, 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 Miami. 
Oh, you guys. The way that ending ends with the, like, two weeks later, three weeks later, and five weeks later, what we know to come after we watch this sports scene, it really is powerful, powerful television. Listen, I hope you enjoyed part one of Real Housewives of Miami. Part two is coming to you on Friday, and then we're going to get through the whole series together like a So Bad It's Good family. Uh, as we near the end of the year, I hope you guys are thinking about resolutions. Uh, I know I th- I'm thinking about mine, and I hope you are headed into a great, great New Year's weekend. Doesn't it suck that it falls on a weekend for you guys with real jobs? Like, that must really, really suck. But anyways, I hope you enjoyed this. Let me know if you did. If you hated it, don't let me know. That would hurt. Uh, but other than that, I hope you have the best Thursday ever. You're so close to Friday. You did it. And watch Real Housewives of Miami. Get Peacock. It's totally worth it. Okay, on to part two. Betches.